Welcome to episode 174 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the Victorian Amateur Football's answer to Bill Belichick, because I'm old, <laughs> I'm grumpy, and I have to do things thing my way or else. Uh, Mick, and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Uh, next up is the man who's just been booked in to get his Bobcat driving ticket. Welcome, Alex. Hello, everyone. Yep, um, fully licensed up at the moment. <laughs> Going to get my, um, what is it called, long articulate license as well? Or... Semi rigid, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. full rigid license for me. I got so I was so good on the test, <laughs> they gave me a full rigid one. <clears throat> uh, next up is the man who enjoys recording the podcast as much as he enjoys the root canal. Welcome, David. I'm here. Just like you said to the dentist. <laughs> and lastly, he, lastly is the man who was quoted on the weekend as saying, "That is not enough envelopes for me to play second fiddle to Alex Rance." Welcome, Roscoe. <laughs> and they still lost by hundred points. Yeah, fuck <laughs> all that. In fairness, when's Alex Rance ever kicked twenty goals? He wasn't winning them a game. Uh, <laughs> all righty. Welcome one and all to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight chip production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So, unfortunately, we're going to start this off with a bit of a sad note. And as we know, um, over the last 24 to 48 hours, um, we have lost Andrew Simons. Um, unfortunately, he was involved in a single car collision Um near Townsville where he lived um, and he was passed away at the scene. They were unable to revive him. Um, the word is at this point in time, there's nothing like um, alcohol or any of that type of stuff involved. The, the belief is that he swerved possibly to miss an animal like a kangaroo or something and went off the road and rolled his car. That's, that's the word that they're reporting. So very sad, unfortunately. Um, we're kind of in that age group where we – Probably remember Roy, but we're not it's like because he's that little bit younger. We don't remember him the way we remember Warney. Where's that? I, I notice a lot of the people that are probably say ten years younger than me have a real like you know memories of him watching because they watched him when they were like kids, a bit like we watch you know Warney or Dean Jones or someone like that. Yeah. Um, my, from a personal point of view, like I like I like him as a player. Like, he's obviously a bit of a fuck up off the field, but you know that's <laughs> he's he's not the first and he won't be the last from that point of view. But um. What I really enjoyed um, in recent years was listening to him on commentary on the BBL because he actually, um, because obviously short form cricket and white ball cricket was where his like um, real uh, talents lie. You could see that he had a real um, affinity with T20 cricket and actually had a real grasp on how to handle certain situations and tactically and all that type of stuff. So I actually found it a bit really good commentator, which I was surprised when I heard that he was going to be doing commentary. But yeah, so but he will be missed, old Roy. He was a he was an entertainer. He could have played for England, chose to play for Australia, chose the harder task. He played like nearly two. I think it's nearly two hundred. One day internationals made over five thousand runs, took about one hundred and sixty wickets. Uh, he left Test cricket. He only played about he only played twenty six Tests, but he leaves with an average in the forties. He made about fourteen hundred runs. He made that famous ton where he almost cracked open Big Hados' gone when he jumped on top of him. But um, yeah, it's very sad. Unfortunately, he's only got a young family too. Roy, his kids are only little, so that's really sad as well. But, um, yeah, so memories and thoughts of uh, the late Andrew Simons, boys. 
Yes, I think I agree with you, Nick. I found his um, commentary on the BBL. I think it was this year before Christmas. I was listening to quite a lot of it, uh, watching it quite a bit. And I thought he, when he first started a few years prior, he was a bit scratchy, seemed to not really know what the go was about what he should talk about or um, you know his delivery or presentation, all those sort of things. But I thought he was excellent, and he was he was why I kept tuning back in because he knew the tactics, he could communicate it well. He didn't go in for a whole lot of um, rubbish. He got to yeah. the, the facts and got to the heart of the message he was trying to get across and the important points. Let the others do the flowering, exciting stuff, and he just talked pure cricket, basically. Yeah, you know, and lots of good stuff about fielding. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you didn't. No, no one else really talked about it. He'd talk all the time about, oh, fielder should have been five meters that side, wasn't walking in fast enough. You know, mm-hmm. you should you should always be cutting off this one, or you know. It, They've gone with this guy in, this guy out. He's got a bowl here, otherwise it'll be four. And you know, lo and behold, he, um, his predictions often were quite accurate. So yeah, yeah. And then thinking back to his uh, playing days, I think when he, I still remember that 2003 World Cup when he got the late call up because of Shane Warne's uh, shoulder slash drug issues, <laughs> and um, he came into the squad. Oh no, no, I think he came in because Watto hurt his back. Actually, wasn't quite the, that late. I think Brad Hogg came in for warning. Anyway, he was a late call up to the squad, and he went over in that first game against Pakistan, and we we were decimated. We had um, two or three blokes injured, not playing, and he came in and smoked 140. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He copped a few bean balls, didn't he? For <laughs> Wakar as um, well. Wakar Eunice, yeah, late yeah. 45th over or something. Yeah, he got taken out of the attack. Yeah, Dave Shepherd pulling him out. Big Rory Tucker let him know about it too, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he did. I thought we were going to see like some very aggressive um, body language. I think Shane Moore would have been happy with his body language at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I heard a stat that there was, I think it was Australian cricketers to score 10,000 first-class runs before getting a gig at tests. And he yeah. was one of them. And that yep. surprised the hell out of me. Oh, I was yeah. like, wow, really? He would have like was... a lot of shield runs for Queensland. He yeah. Very good. I didn't realise he played so much in county cricket as well. Yeah, he obviously played a lot. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's nuts. I'm like, I would never have thought if you could list the top five with a five or whatever it was, and, you know, the obvious ones of Hodge, Lehman and all them, I would never have picked his name to be such a, yeah, a prolific run scorer before getting a gig. Yeah, but- yeah, David. There was another stat that in World Cups, if of people who've made 500 runs, he's got the highest average by about 40 runs. He averages 103 in World Cup cricket. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He won that 03 World Cup and then they won the 07 World Cup. Yep. Didn't lose a game in either. So yeah. that's uh, pretty good. And in those four years in between, he was just phenomenal at white ball cricket. Yeah. He's just a rock, you know, coming at five, smacking round, bowl his uh, mediums and his off spinners, probably bowl close to 10 overs every every game. And, um, yeah, he's phenomenal. Just that's peak Australian one-day team, those five years that he was at number five. Yeah. Yeah. And then save 30 runs every ODI in the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, um, did get... Oh, Kobe. No, you're right, Alex, you go. 
All right. He, I have memories of him. Now, you guys remember stats and stuff better than I do, but he got pretty much carried in the first half of his short test career from memory. Like, I, I reckon he didn't really do much at all. And then his last maybe couple of years were quite good, which got his, obviously, numbers up a bit better. But did you guys remember it the same way? Yeah, he was sort of in and out for a bit. And then when Damien Martin retired um, unexpectedly, that's when... Andrew Simon's come uh, back into the test town, then he made a hundred and test later at the G. Yeah. So amazing Adelaide was Damien Martin's last test. Yeah. And then Roy came back in for um Gilchrist going nuts at the Wacker. And then it was Warney's seven hundred. Yeah. <laughs> what a I, tour. He called Warney's five hundredth too, I think, in Sri Lanka, if I remember correctly. Or six hundredth, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, he did play in Sri Lanka. There we go. I did read um, some interesting stories about the man, Roy, because obviously that's what's been coming out a lot in the last few days, which always happens. Um, so one of them was apparently back in the day, he went, he approached Cricket Australia and so asked, for, asked for a pay cut if it meant he didn't have to do as many media appearances and go talk to sponsors and stuff like that <laughs> so he could spend more time fishing and shooting and doing all the things he really wanted to do. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just pay me less. I don't want to turn up as much. <laughs> I think that's great though to go and ask for less. Yeah. Because you realise it's part of the job. You say, well, yeah. if I don't, if I go yeah. for less, can I just not do part of it? Yeah. Be the only cricketer in the world who's asked for less money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Steve Smith definitely wouldn't be no. doing that. <laughs> imagine if, um, imagine if Roy was playing cricket now. Imagine the sponsorship oh, that we do through yeah. or Anaconda or mm. you know, oh, gold or something like that. He'd no, be everywhere. He would be everywhere. And the other one I read was um, so apparently his contract was up with Fox Cricket, so he's in the process of <laughs> renegotiating for a new deal. And he he, met, he sent a text message to the um, head of Fox Sports, like or Fox Cricket, or whoever he basically was dealing with. And it was just a screenshot of the recent announcement that Fox in America had signed Tom Brady to a ten-year. $375 million broadcasting deal. And Roy apparently sent a screenshot of that with the caption, hey, Crawls, because the guy's name's Crawley, hey, Crawls, we need to have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What a guy. And then it also um, a lot of stuff written about the Monkey Gate stuff that happened yeah. in our Cricket Australia pretty much just threw him yeah. under the bus. Yeah. Yep, chose a bit of money and placating some, you know, mm, a, a yeah. bully of an administration in BCCI <laughs> instead of looking after their players. It's pretty a blight on the Cricket Australia. Yeah, yeah it was definitely a uh, a dark cloud over that whole thing. Yeah. It, you'd hope something like that would never happen again. Yeah. But again, you don't know. Like, you just don't know. Both things oh, you would hope wouldn't happen. Something like that wouldn't get said now, you'd hope, and also that the the league or whoever is involved would actually support their players appropriately. Mm. Yeah. No, one of the um, you know how like in commentary, people are always annoyed by bias in the commentary box. Yeah. When then you used to turn on the BBR when Roy wearing his Brisbane Heat. Yeah. Then <laughs> I just like, oh fuck it, this is so cool. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. You get about it. Yeah, no, he never tried to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> and helped too that they're no good. So didn't really yeah. <laughs> But um but I did say I read a quote somewhere. I can't I can't remember who it was too, so unfortunately I can't attribute it to them. But they had a really good point. I think they like I was spot on, they go, 
Uh, Roy probably would have been the type of bloke if you had been in the 70s and the 80s when you had a little bit more time to yourself away from cricket and a little bit more time to kind of do your own thing. In his case, you know, fishing and hunting and all that type of stuff. He probably would have um, but maybe lasted a bit longer at test level and that he probably would have handled it a little bit better because it wouldn't have mm. been as much scrutiny. And I think that's an, that's an interesting point. But I also think if you take his skill set, like the way he batted, the way he bowled, like his way he was in the field, he would have been like he would be looked at if you put him in that time frame as one of the most amazing fucking things in the history mm. of cricket. Yeah, he would have changed the game. He would have been like if Richards and that. He would have absolutely changed cricket, but that's not the way the world works. But yeah, he was a very he had an amazing skill set, which we probably because we were so blessed to have such a strong team at the time, probably don't um appreciate as much as we should have. But yeah. did he ever miss the stumps when he threw? It seemed like oh, I don't think so. Really. Yeah, the yeah. highlights are amazing. The one where he's played yeah. for Queensland Bulls, I reckon he throws at 35 metres from outside yeah. the circle. Which is like hard, stump. too. Yeah. Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. bullet, like breaking mm-hmm. stumps when he throws that. It's crazy. It was um, yeah. an interesting uh, anecdote from some of my better mates, guys, that know nothing about cricket. So this come up and then, you know, the highlights get put on the group yeah. chats and stuff. And a mate who knows absolutely nothing about cricket shows no interest in it and goes, oh, obviously I don't know anything about it, but from looking at it, this guy must have been one of the, best cricketers because he saw the highlights of the fielding. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting. Like you say that. Yeah, unbelievably talented, but maybe not one of the best. Finished off with a great record, but, you know, carried early in his career. But, yeah, interesting to see that viewpoint from someone not in the game at all, just to watch how athletically, you know, blessed he was. And Mm. his skill set with fielding was, you know, second to none. Mm. But yeah, so he was a young know, he's a very special talent and um yeah, gone far too soon. He's only forty six. Like he's that's he's only Jesus. six years older than me. Like tragic, isn't it? Fucking Jesus, yeah. It's just sad. Like I said, he's got a young family and that, so you like you just really feel for mm-hmm. them and um, his young fellas are spitting image of him too. And you see like there's photos of him on Instagram in the boat with the big fish and the little fellas in behind him as well. <laughs> just so, so sad. Um, all right, I think we will try and move on from that. We'll talk a bit of, bit of cricket now. So, um, so we moved from a great of Australian cricket. We're going to talk to a great of New Zealand cricket. We're going to have a talk, bit of talk about international cricket. We're going to talk about Brendan McCullum, who has just been announced as the new England. Now, they specified test coach. Does that mean they're going to have a different ODI and white ball coach? Yeah, it does. I think that was their plan, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, big fat Robbie Key, or not so fat anymore, but big old Robbie <laughs> Key has announced that Brendan McCullum will coach uh, the England test side going forward. Um, one of McCullum's first quotes was that he's going to basically have a no dickhead policy, which will be really interesting with Ben Stokes as captain who's a renowned yeah. dickhead. So, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he drops his captain for the first test, but we'll see, yeah. see how that all plays out. It's an interesting uh, way to um, appoint uh, the captain first, then the coach. I mean, yeah. the coach says we've got a policy that excludes the captain. So <laughs> 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 much of a dickhead that he went to court to prove it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. Stu, okay. Stu Broad won't get a game because he's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. Like, like, <laughs> how is he going to get a game? Massive fucking <laughs> Mark Wood. He's going to have no one to pick. <laughs> uh, I don't actually know what that means because I, I don't know that it's a characteristic of any of the English cricketers. Like, they mean but, like if you carry on in the field, yeah. like like when well, Michael Slater blew up. Yeah. And, like, the quote was that. You shouldn't be walking past people in the street and think you're better than them because you're a cricketer. So maybe there's a bit of that celebrity aspect 
in England. Yeah, but this is a bloke who fucking had a smoke with a bloke. Doesn't remember his name. So yeah, but he was a good bloke though. That bloke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That bloke. <laughs> oh mate. Yeah, I wish yeah. I remembered his name. Fuck. Champagne, yeah. mate. Yeah. I'm not better than anyone, but I don't learn the fucking names. Like, yeah. I don't I'm looking forward to this because yeah. oh. you know I spoke to Alex the other day about it and. Two things are going to happen throughout the course of this coaching career. England, one time a year, will be none for 600 after the first day's play. Yep. And then they'll be rolled for 10 within 10 overs, four or five times. <laughs> and it's going to be engrossing either way. So we might get fastest 100 ever in these last test McCullum, or we might get trying to hit Stark for six second World, World Cup final McCullum and getting rolled. I don't know, but it's going to be worth watching. I don't know about him. I don't think he's a very good test cricketer. Um, everyone seems to remember that last little bit where he, he admitted he didn't care, so just went out and tried to hit everything yeah, for the last yeah. 12 months of his career, basically. Um, uh, what's his co- what, Who else has he coached? What's his experience? IPL. Yeah, I'd say like he's currently <laughs> coaching an IPL team, isn't he? Like That's like that's uh, his coaching experience. He'll out doing 10 yeah. weeks in India to win yeah. 20 over cricket or set you up to... To test, coach a test nation for 12 months a year. Yeah, good one. Over you, Alex. Well, as you know, you have to coach a team in your own right before you can coach a team, <laughs> a team in your own right. right. So That's you can't just come out and be a bowling coach and expect to coach a team in your own right. You have right. to have done it before. So yeah. the couple of weeks in the IPL is good enough for me. <laughs> uh, being facetious. Sorry. You're right. I've denigrated him here. Yeah. He also coached Trinidad. Trinbago Night Riders in the CPL. Oh, oh wow, just for a second. Yeah. So he's been in two different domestic T20. So he's got two forms of cricket or styles <laughs> of cricket he's familiar with. So that'll be all right. I think he's going to be all right. He knows, he he knows a bit a about coach. domestic West Indian cricket and domestic Indian cricket. That's all you need. You don't need anything else. Has he coached uh, the 100 team? That's yeah, If he, yeah, if he yeah, had, yeah. well, then he's a shoe yeah. Can I just what read out? PSL team? Has he coached the PSL team? Because that's when you really know a bloke can coach. <laughs> exactly. It's fucking tough in the PSL. What about a Canadian, uh, like, um, T20 team? Yeah, you've got to start yeah. down there. On, yeah. the, on the fucking hard wickets. Can take Jets or, like, the Calgary Hitmen or something like that? <laughs> Calgary Hitmen. <laughs> Uh, uh, can I read out a, a quote from gambling. Strauss here, yep. just quickly, um, who is the consultant for cricket greatness in England or whatever? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I quote, I was involved in the interview process and he's knocked it out of the park. No. Uh, he blew us away with his clarity of thinking. What a great line means absolutely nothing, yeah. but just mm. positive. It's just positive words together, so it's all good. Um, but these appointments aren't about interviews. They're about approach, really, and about the reputation that people have. Yeah. And I know he's the sort of the guy that the England players will look up to and he'll be able to show them the way. So getting a job on reputation of his character, I guess. As we like, as you like to say, Alex, jobs for the boys. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, always mm. in international mm. cricket. But, yeah. Interesting that they've gone for someone who's not English. Mm. Yeah, mm. and he's not going to be captain. He's going to be coach. But normally that's how they like to fill the <laughs> captaincy positions. With folks who aren't English. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Turvey. Oh, no, it's not actually because the current captain's not English. <laughs> I just think it's, it's, a, it's an unusual uh, thing. Australian cricket has only had one um, non Australian coach. Failed um, miserably. Yep. Yeah. 
uh, but he's actually a good coach, Mickey Arthur. He's had plenty of other international appointments. Oh, yeah, but he failed for Australia because it didn't work. This isn't England's first overseas coach. They had Andy Flower, who was very successful as coach of England. And the other issue was, I think we get that um, strange... Not strange, but uh, it's it's yes. I thought McCullum is not coaching New Zealand. He said, "Just I don't know. Mm. You just get used to seeing national team coaches be from that country." New Zealand yeah. want him because they're going all right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And <laughs> the other thing is, he sort of falls in that category that's uh, certainly unusual in Australian cricket of Australians who've coached overseas but haven't coached in Australia. So people like uh, Dean Jones, yep. Jeff Lawson, um, there's Good a few devil. others. Yeah. Yep. Um, the exception being Gillespie, who started outside Australia and now come yeah. back. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Mm. Yeah. I Good still think it, one thing I did find interesting is that him and Stokes have come together and decided that the new English caps are going to be black for some reason and they're going to be called the <laughs> all lying caps or something like that. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they're getting that from. Like maybe somewhere they grew the up. The three lines and the three sure. Kiwis. Yeah. It's all just, yeah. yeah. I do wonder mm. if he's, what was that line that we liked? Um, Brendan McCullum and his merry band of sycophantic Care Bears. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to turn the team into some Care Bears. They're going to I be think so. some I of think, the opposition player yeah. hits a four. Oh, guard of honour. Let's work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. clap. Golf yeah. clap for a four. Yeah. You get all three of your stumps hobbed out by an in-swing for a Yorker. Yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Shake the bowler's hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, recall the batsman because it was too quick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's not fair. Call him back. Yeah. Oh, there was a, it was a crack in the pitch. That's not fair. Yeah, so it the moved off the crack of, a bit. But yeah, so come back, mate. <laughs> the spirit of cricket will get a fair workout. Oh, I'll win the upcoming press conferences. I'll be the first award winners this yeah. year. The spirit yeah. of cricket award. They'll, they'll make the man of match award to the spirit of cricket. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Yeah, I can see that happening. And rather have a big sign in the um, change room that says "Elite Honesty." Yeah, we'll just say <laughs> they'll, they'll open a new website. Yeah. No, dickheads.com. <laughs> Spiritofcrick.com. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Crick info, Spirit of Crick. Yeah. Forward slash Care Bears. <laughs> Just profiles of the first 11 and which Care Bear they're like. So you've got Johnny Besto, Johnny Besto, and his lookalike Care Bear. Two pictures of him. Just him with his mouth open. Looking like one that sounds at Luna Park as he does. I yeah. think um, I think best they would be uh, Love a Lot Bear is one mm. of the names. Good mm. luck, Bear. Wish Bear. Harmony Bear. That's um, McCullum. McCullum's the Harmony Bear. Yeah. yeah. Grumpy mm. Bear. Well, oh, that's that got to be, be Jimmy Stu. Anderson. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. Funshine Bear. That's Stu. That's Stu yeah. Broad. <laughs> Does Funshine Bear look like this? <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, for our listeners that haven't paid extra to watch the, or the video of this, Boss um, <laughs> is doing the patented uh, Stu Broad hand over mouth, mouth yeah. surprised when all yeah. the stumps have blown everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 61 again. <laughs> Funshine Bear. Stu mm. Funshine Bear Broad. Alrighty. As they say in the classics, fuck Brendan McCullum and fuck England. So let's move on. Um, so 
We're going to talk now a little bit about WD Grace. There's a bit of news around the big ship over the last oh, uh, week. A, news, a big week, week and a bit. <laughs> so Wisden Cricket has decided that they will going that they have removed first class status from ten matches that old WG played in. So that means that he has had 685 runs. Oh, no. 67 wickets. Oh, this, is in 10 ga- this is in 10 games, people. Mm-hmm. And two centuries scrubbed from his record. No way. Yeah. yeah, Mick, just to jump in here, you know what the giveaway was? That these weren't first-class games? There's a chair at square leg. <laughs> no, it was 1v1. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, in other news, Ross, you You'd be uh, you'd be worried to hear that the HDCA Alumni Association has decided that several matches I played in have never oh, been no. recreated as E grade. So now I'm an E grade legend instead of a D grade. Oh no! They re re brought together HDCA just so they can do yeah, that, that ruling so just for your yeah. day. Yeah. The damn Facebook group memories of yeah. HDCA. <laughs> oh, I hate them. Those guys. Uh, oh. All righty. So with that being said, with old WG having that scrubbed off his record, his record still stands at 54,207 <laughs> first-class runs. Fuck it. Why'd they bother? 2,809 <laughs> first-class wickets. 124 first-class centuries. Oh. That is in a career that spent 44 seasons from nine. From sorry, from 1865 to 1908. Jesus, Damn, was he alive in the 18th century? Well, he was. So. He was playing cricket, so I guess he was alive. Fucking hell, I didn't realise that. I, don't know if he's still I thought alive. he was he just, a... just propped up on his no, bat one his footwork, end. Footwork was poor in the last yeah. few years. <laughs> Decided to retire when they on. started bowling overarm at him. He's like, I've had enough. Yeah, you can shut this up your ass. I'm going home. This is too hard. <laughs> this is not what I grew up with. Underarm lobs, fruit for the cycle, but I'm out of here. <laughs> so um, the reason, so Wisdom has done this to bring their statistical database in line with the Association of Cricket Stats, Statisticians and Historians. I can spit that word out. Yes. Imagine going to their meetings. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, that'd be fun. Be like the public transport users <laughs> union meetings. Be like the AFL fans association. Fuck, some winners there. Bloody hell. Uh, they should put out a magazine. <laughs> so, what this, that. so, what this does mean um, for WG is because he, he was the first player to score um, 100 centuries. Um, but this means it actually happened two weeks later than originally thought. So, um, to anyone who owns any memorabilia with those dates on them, you're fucked, basically. So, you got to get your fucking. So, you might as well just give it to me and we'll (laughs) we'll auction it at the cricket club and see if we can get five bucks. But, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, interesting. Mm. How old he is um, uh, when he was playing, Alex. Yeah. WG Grace. Yeah, uh, his run haul of fifty four thousand two hundred eleven first class runs <laughs> is bettered only by four men, all pre war World War One cricketers. Uh-huh. And W. G. Grace opened the batting for England beyond his fiftieth birthday. Oh, wow, way mm. far out! Jesus, and knees would have been sore after a bloody four day match at age fifty. Jesus, yeah. now, what do they bowl? One hundred and ten overs a day back then, or something? Nine ball overs, probably. 
Can't you confirm that for me, Ross? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Apparently, they used to bowl eleven ball overs. They used to call them eleven packs. And that's what they, they did. Eleven <laughs> packs. Oh yeah, it used to be a bit cheaper. A bit cheaper yeah, if you bought, if you got eleven balls at once. Yeah, cost they used you less. to call it a bowler's dozen. No, I'm going to say the butcher's dozen. <laughs> of a bowler's dozen, please. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's what they found in the Victorian era, which is when W. G. Grace fan, uh, played. They found the eleven ball over was more conducive to the way they like to play because it saved them calling out bowler's name quite so often. <laughs> yeah, good. Mm. Yeah, good. They'd often go to a bakery and get a bowler's dozen of rolls at a bakery just to confuse yeah, the shit out of the break. baker. Yeah, tea break. Yeah. Have a bowler's dozen thing. Yeah. Bowler's dozen of bread rolls. Scottish baps, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like good. dusting a flower for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so it gets caught in your mouth and tastes like shit. Really great. Yeah. <laughs> it's artisanal though. If that, if you just put du- yeah, put flour right. on everything, it's yeah. Great. Yeah. take a big bite and you go, "What does this taste like?" Oh, the flour on top. Oh, and then give it to you in just like head with in butcher's paper. Just one <laughs> thing of butcher's paper around it. That'll be an extra five dollars, please. Yeah. And Don't string. Fix a piece yeah. of sticky. T- yeah, string. Yeah. string. Yeah. <laughs> Use more of nature's products. Yeah. 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 Because mm. paper, that's an unlimited resource. Unlike plastic bags. Yeah. It's concerning to me. Mm. There's plastic bag stuff ruining the ocean. Microplastics. Mm. Yeah. On the skin. And speaking mm. of ruining the ocean, we're going to talk about uh, domestic cricket. Because, you know, <laughs> why not? It's as good a segue as any. So wow, um, Beautiful. So all the states have finalised their squads for oh. next season. So we're going to run through a little bit, talk about who's been delisted, who's been brought in. Naming um, names. Quite a, yeah, we're not, we're not going to do all the names. We might even, we'll do a little bit of, if you have someone in particular you want to ask about, I can see if they're in the squad for you. We'll do Lloyd that. Pope. Uh, we'll, we are not South Australia yet, mate, so fucking just hold your <laughs> Oh, okay. So oh, we're no, start- don't say ask then. If you're well, fucking going to shoot me down, you bastard. So we're going to start off with the reigning Sheffield Shield uh, holders, and that is the West Australian Warriors. So, um, big uh, Smash, Sean Marsh has not retired and will go on for another season. Oh, there. chasing extra glory. Yeah. So, um, they've had one, uh, one out, one person's left WA, and that's Liam Guthrie. He's gone uh, to Queensland to play Shit. for the Bulls. That's um, a big loss. Very concerning for yeah. Western Australia there. So, they have brought into their squad, including rookies, uh, five people that, or four people I've never heard of. <laughs> and the fifth person is Hamish McKenzie, who we talked about a little bit while back on the show because he won their Premier Cricket medal. He's a little bit of a chubby uh, spinner. He was taken oh, yes. the wicket. So he's been brought in as a rookie. Um, yeah, so there's, a, you know, there's all the usual suspects there. Yes, Roscoe? Yeah, just on the Hamish McKenzie, any word that his nickname amongst the group will be Rook? No, I think it's Hamat. There's Hamat oh, and yeah. Matt McKenzie. So he's, oh, he's the yeah. Hammock. He's hand oh, There you go. Nice Hopefully, he fields in slips. So yeah. it's the hammer. Sam, Sam Greer with the rookie contract. He's rook, I think. So oh, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Shemaine. And then there's Hang Ten Sam Sam Fanning, who's got a contract for this year. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and and these nicknames Mick. Yeah. And there's the Fox Teague Wiley. Suck so. it, bro. Ah. <laughs> And Bryce, and Bryce McDane Jackson. So he's a, he's, he's a young quick. <laughs> oh, he's oh. going to get it go as well. Um, yeah, so WA, all the usual suspects. Yeah, Hank's there, Bancroft's there, Stoinis, Aaron Hardy, all those boys are still there. He's still giving uh, a contract, haven't Yeah, well, he's got an Australian one, mate. 
Oh, I suppose well, yeah. they're going to have to. So, so that's yeah. Lucky for them. What's the page they have one, two. They have five blokes with Aussie contracts. WA. Unbelievable. And one of them is Ashton fucking Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> Old straight breaks. He's got photos of someone who can't fucking hell. Maybe he just threatens to show photos there. of his own bald face. Yeah, too. well, that's true. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'll make it look on the head. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on to there to the state that everyone wants to know about, and that is the mighty, mighty, mighty Victorians. So um, Seb Gotch has retired because apparently he's got a busted finger. Oh. So, yeah. There's a, Tanya those... There's a Tanya Buckley joke in there somewhere, but we'll leave that alone. Um, it's, Mick, it's one of those fingers that flares up when you're not offered a contract. Yeah, okay. <laughs> came up real bad the day after the contract came yeah. out, didn't it? I think uh, Michael Clark had the same issue with his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. He went in to meet the selector. The selector said, that's it. This is the next test, the last one. He goes, oh, can I never walk again? He could out of the room. <laughs> Run straight to the team doctor. Yeah. So all the other blokes who have been um, <laughs> uh, from the Vicks, the guys that were like Premier Cricket blokes who got a contract from the previous year. Um, so Xavier Crone is being delisted. James Seymour, who was the guy we've been banging on about because he's been making a fuckload of runs um, with Essendon, he has been delisted. And Tom Jackson has also been delisted. They brought in a couple of rookies who I do not recognise their names, so good luck to them. One thing that did surprise me is um, veteran um, acting um, cowboy Sam Elliott has a rookie contract with Victoria as well. So that's fucking very entertaining. Yes, and um, Todd Murphy got off a rookie contract onto a state contract, I believe, because he got that Australia A call up the week before the contract. Yeah, yeah, so so he's because he's I guess because he's elevated, they don't include him as a new one, but yeah, he's he's in the uh, he's in the squad. As yeah. a bona fide squad member, he's listed under spinners because they're all listed under their discipline. And now that, so technically, the Vicks are one keeper, which is Sam Harper on their list. Yeah. I noticed that with the South Australian squad. It's a weird way to list off the players. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, it's a certain trend. Yeah, it's a certain competition. The Vicks have three blokes with Aussie contracts. We've touched on this before with the Aussie contracts. So they're Finch, Maxi, and, of course, the GOAT, Scotty Boland. Uh, Pekoski still got his thing. The uh, fine wine, Jonathan Merlo, still got a gig there as well. Apparently, a few states came hard for Jake Fraser McGurk, but he's decided to stay. So that's Ooh, a good loyal. sign for the Vicks. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we've got Tassie. Um, so they've only had one out as well. Um, that was Tim Payne. I also think he's got a finger that made him retire, but his finger had some problems with his phone, which is what caused his retirement, I think. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Tim Payne's out. Um, they have welcomed in big Billy Stanlake is an in for Tasmania. Jesus. So, yeah, so he's decided he is – I read an article um, when this was announced that he basically has not given up on his test stream and thought that his best chance because he's not getting a game at the last couple of states he was at, he's going to go to Tassie because, fuck, mm-hmm. if Seattle can get a game, fucking no reason Billy Stanley can't get a game. He might um, put them out of business with how many um, heat packs they're going to have to buy to get his lower <laughs> back going. I mean, it must be pretty bad seeing as he walked off the game in his debut because he had a back spasm. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah they want to have some good equipment down there in Tassie to buy a second hyperbaric chamber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get a hyperbaric a chamber dome. and put it on the top of Mount Kosciuszko so you get double the hyperbaricness <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they bought a whole new um, 
storeroom full of tape as well. Just it's called the Billy Room. I had that raise all the raise all the doorway, so he didn't bang his fucking head every time he went into a room. <coughs> Maybe that's yeah. why his back's so stuffed. That's yeah, a duck under his door. They took all the there. doors off. There's yeah. no doors in the building. <laughs> cut archways. Even on the shitter, doors. you just have to sit there. <laughs> it's an archway. Yeah, it's an archway. It's like uh, those rail bridges that are a bit low, and they say drive through these two lines because the maximum height is between these two lines. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, like a, that. They put, really, they put really all those marks. <laughs> they put all those marks on the the arches that they've take they've replaced all the doorways with, so that Billy knows to go between the two marks. Yeah. So he doesn't have to shoop. That's that's back. why he couldn't play for Victoria because of the Montague Street Bridge. That's so. it. That's exactly oh, right. He couldn't get to the games. He couldn't get under the fucking bridge. They said, mate, if you come to Victoria, you've got to live. In the CBD, you have to live in uh, Epping, it's the only place you're allowed to live. <laughs> Close to the airport, you don't yeah. want to live in Epping, you don't want to live in Epping, anywhere in the flight past <laughs> you, Billy. Um, so the Tassie's also obviously had assigned a few other bikes I've never heard of, so good luck with that. Yeah. Um, I wish them all the best, every one of them. Yeah, yeah, I wish them all the best. Um, yeah, and, uh, all the usual suspects: Jason Jackson Bird's there, Riley Meredith, the music festival, the quarterback Bo Webster, uh, conceiving the sex tape, Benny McDermott. Um, I'm looking for and cannot find Roscoe's man, Tim David. Does not is he, is he Tasmanian? Uh, I think he was WA. Oh, okay. And he was um, he had a Hobart Hurricane contract. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think it. he'd be too fussed about getting I don't think a... he has a state contract. Yeah, I don't think he's he just does. getting his IPL millions, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he could give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> uh, was he Was he, a, he might have been at Tassie, and Tassie were trying to get him in to play one of their 50 over games yeah. late in the year. Yeah, I thought for some yeah. reason that's why he's at Hobart because he's at Tassie. But obviously, yeah. um, he does look like. Maybe there, so. he was at Hobart as a contracted Hobart player and then playing yeah. grade cricket in Tassie. Western Australian 11. Okay, there you go. Do you know, want to know his middle name? Uh, no. Bob. Timothy Hayes David is his full oh, name. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, I should have gone for Tim David Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. yeah. Darren Sandgarden or whoever he fucking was. <laughs> Savage Garden, not Sandgarden. Fucking Sandgarden. Fucking hell. Savage oh, Garden. A bit more edge to it if you had <laughs> Sandgarden. Have you um? We got up to Queensland yet, Mick? Uh, I'm just about to now. Oh, excellent timing. Mm. All righty. So, yeah. so, we've got the Queenslanders. Fuck so, uh, the Pfeffer valve, Lachlan Pfeffer, has been delisted. As we just uh, mentioned, Billy Stanlake has gone down to Tassie. Um, and Jack Wood has been delisted, which is unfortunate for Jack. I don't know him, but it's unfortunate for him. Um, he is. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, some of the ins, uh, Sam Tuloff has won back his contract after some, hey. uh, after about eight years out of the Queensland side, but dominating Premier Cricket, so he's been offered a gig. Uh, My Tuloff said to me. <laughs> uh, so Liam Guthrie, who I believe is from South Australia. Uh, oh. Ross's man, Dorinda Sandu, has been oh. offered a contract. Yeah, because he was damn good this year. He yeah. was actually. He, was really he good actually did play good for Queensland. Yeah, he year. did. Which yeah. is surprising to yeah. everyone, including yeah. me. Yeah. His biggest fan. <laughs> and the um She doesn't need to come back from going to yeah. Tassie. That's usually Tassie, then into the ocean. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Yeah, I think <laughs> Shane Watson's back. the only other person. He's halfway through getting his full right. set of tops now. He's only got to knock off another three. He's getting there, Gurinda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um and the other Sack man who 
combined with Queensland, mm. which is one of the biggest stories doing the rounds in this uh, during this part of the year. And that is the hipster barista, old cold drip Kane Richardson has gone to Queensland. So after years and years of being a loyal servant to South Australian cricket, he's gone, fuck them blokes, I'm going to Queensland. So And he's yes. off. Yes, Roscoe. Yes, I've got a bit of story there for Kane Richardson, including a lovely photo here of him when he was uh, a teenager taking the wicket of George Bailey and he had a bit of... Um, um, hair like buttered popcorn going. Oh, oh did he? Yeah, oh, geez. lovely. Got the Gary Busey type work. Gary <laughs> 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 Busey. Maybe um, he put the choppers Gary, in or something. The <laughs> Gary Busey wannabe um, Cosgrove was still hanging around the squad back in mm. 2011. Anyway, um, uh, said oh, they, they, he talked at season's end. He he, um, he chatted unofficially, informally, sorry, with the South Australian hierarchy. Oh, He's wow. been there since he was 17. He said um, it was going to be hard to go back there because he's moved with his family to the Gold Coast. I think it's unfair on young bowlers in their camp if I'm not even living there but flying back and playing. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we hadn't... It's good of him to assume he was going to get a game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, look, I think it's time that we kind of tie this off and go our separate ways. It was sad to do that because I played for them since I was 17. There's been some tough moments, no doubt, and times I probably thought I'd love to be elsewhere. <laughs> Mm-mm. That's all little, he can come up with. Little backhander to sound. Yeah. Also, here. like you know, I th- I feel it's better if we just sort of cut our ties right here. Luckily, I've already got a gig in Queensland, so sweet, happy days. I don't reckon he's gone. See ya. Let's cut ties, and then went to Queensland with hat in hand. I reckon they've gone. Well, yes. come up. Yes. Anyway, so then he um when I moved up here, I thought about Queensland. I was like, no, nah, I couldn't see myself doing it. Couldn't see myself playing for Queensland. I said to Wade Second, I'm actually super excited to play one day cricket with these guys because their personalities, they shit you playing against them. And I'm talking about some of their batsmen, but I'll be jumping out of my skin to play cricket with them because they're super competitive. They're always challenging and they never go away. Mm. So, biggest bunch of there, cuts he, in the league. Right he's giving yeah. them a backhander <laughs> on the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about some of their batsmen. Come on, no name names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biggest bunch of yeah. cuts in the league. Yeah. <laughs> always, no matter who I'm you sure, play, they're always yeah. the biggest. Every team in the league is a biggest bunch of cuts in the league, including I'm yourself. Sure gonna, it's weird how it works that way. I'm sure these Kane Richardson and these batsmen who he, he really enjoyed playing against or not playing yes. against. We'll enjoy uh, facing each other in the nets. Yes. Oh, I wish them all the best in their net bowling and batting, respectively. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So that's the Queensland uh, squad. So from there, we're going to move to uh, New South Wales. So we're oh, uh, leaving the best to last, Mick. We've had, yeah, we've had three, um, three chaps uh, lose uh, or move on from New South Wales. So, uh, Young uh, Josh Hanna-Barbera got delisted. Um, <laughs> Neville retired in the word, words of Tim Maudsley about fucking time, I think. But yeah. 15 years after Maudsley yeah. predicted it. retired yeah. and he actually retires. He'll never play another game. <laughs> never play another game again 10 years later, score another 14 tons or something. <laughs> no, I don't reckon he has. I don't reckon he scored a ton in about 10 years. So. No, I don't think he has either. Uh, he scored one last year. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, and, got my uh, face then. The third chap. Uh, to leave the New South Wales squad is Harry Conway, who is going to South Australia. So he has gone his own way to South Australia. So, yeah. Uh, so New South Wales has given a full-time contract to Hayden Kerr. He did play a lot of cricket this year as a rookie, so what on him. And Ryan Hadley as well, as a young fast bowler, 
they have two, four, six, seven blokes with Australian contracts. Yep. Standard. So Tassie have none. Queensland have three. Hmm. So, um, yeah, so they've, you know, they've got, so, you know, there's usual suspects there. You know, you've got um, big Chris Tremaine still got a spot. So, well done. He played Oof. well for them, actually. He did. He is originally New South Welshman before he came down in Victoria and uh, learned what it was to be a real cricketer. And then it's found to be it successful. Too, yeah. yeah. Then found it too hard and went back to be a weak cunt. But, um, so, <laughs> and then, so, <laughs> you know, Moises is there. Dan Hughes is there. There's, Pettis Patterson, you know, they've got a couple of singers that aren't related in Jason and Tanvir, so there's just fucking blokes everywhere. Frank Oakland <laughs> still offering to play for uh, Australia if they really need him in an Ashes, but at this moment, he's just going to play for them. Obviously, yeah. Sean Abbott's there as well. Um, from there, we're going to talk about South Australia because um, oh, oh. they have had a lot of fucking action going on um, in South Australia. So... Um, so for the outs, so they have two, four, six blokes that are gone ski. So that's um, a lot. Yeah. So Ryan Gibson has been listed. He was a bloke who's a bit of a middling player, had a go every now and then. Um, Corey Kelly is personal reasons. So personal reason was he personally wasn't good enough to play cricket. He's gone. Um <laughs> Sam Kerber, who I've never heard of, was Kerber. delisted. Um, not many. Joe Manny has retired. Um, as we were just talking about before, big cold drip Kane Richardson has moved on to Queensland because he yep. wants to be a cunt and play with them cunts. Um, and DJ Dan Worrell Thank said, you. fuck Turn, this shit, I'm going coat. to Surrey. And off he went. So he has gone to Surrey. So he will not play for South Australia. So he's obviously packed up his whole life and moved to yes. England. He's not planning yeah. on coming back. Okay. Yep. Yes, David. You know how they say, oh, going to head north for the weather? Yeah. He's head too far north. Yeah. And landed in fucking yeah. England where the weather is horrible. Yeah. He, he, I think he was quoted as saying, I'm going north for the cheap wickets. I think that's what it, that's his plan <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Greener pastures oh. and greener, greener pitches. pitches. Um, all righty, so yeah, so the ins for South Australia, as we mentioned just on the previous squad, so Big Harry Conway has gone over to South Australia. Um, another chap who played a bit of cricket last year, he didn't have a contract, but he played for Victoria, was Henry Thornton, he's a big young quick. He actually has gone to South Australia as well. So he played a few games towards the end of the year, and it might have played a couple, a couple of one day as, as well for the Vicks. It's the fucking thanks we get. Yeah, so you know what they say about blokes named Henry? Fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's an old saying. Yeah. It's an old saying. It's yeah. like so when they, when Henry Ford invented the Model T, <laughs> all of us went, fuck him. Fuck him. So, yeah. All righty. So, um, another in, which will be very interesting to South Australia, might have some um, ramifications for your man, Alexander. Oh. So, Big Ben Minetti, the spinner oh. from oh. Um, New South Wales slash Tassie slash Sydney Sixers slash all those other slashes in there. He has signed with South Australia, so he will be playing for them this year. Then they signed a whole heap of blokes on rookie contracts you've never heard of. So Benedetti's a bit of an interesting story because as we know, he played for the Sixers and all that, and he kind of went a bit missing. And we, I think yeah. we spoke about that over summer because his brother had bobbed up and played a couple of games. And we're like, well, what the fuck happened to Ben? So Ben had a fractured neck. Oh, Jesus. So... 
um, which is why. And he basically was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the doctors had to basically sit him down and go, no, 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 mate. If you dive in the field, hit it the wrong way, that could be it. That could be it. That could be wheelchair. Whoa. That could be permanently lights out. It's like that could be it. So that's why we haven't seen him because he's actually been recovering and letting that injury heal correctly. So he's going to be fine. He's going to be able to play this year and all of that. But, yeah, so that's where old uh, Ben Manetti's been for the, last, for the last few months. And that's why we haven't been hearing from him. Yes, David. Only 25 years old. Yeah. Yes, that moustache makes him look way older. Played, played one game. One first-class game, take yeah. five wickets. Yeah. But he was That's a mainstay cr- for the Sixers for, for like, he, he, I reckon he played in that last campaign when they won the title. Yeah. And so he's always in and about. So it'll be interesting to see, like, South Australia, you know, both it's going to be him or Lloyd Pope. So you think he's probably going to get a chance more often than not. So yeah. it'll be interesting to Jeez. see if he, if he, so. um, if he has a if he has a dip or not. Oh, I'm telling you right now, if he hadn't signed, I was next in line to go to South Australia. They're that, they're that desperate for fucking folk to apparently spinners to come over and have a go. So hey, yeah. well yeah. I'm Louis, just a law of, I'm a law of Victorian, so I couldn't bring myself to fucking yeah, do it. So I'm a, I'm a good person. There is one member of this podcast who might not necessarily be a loyal Victorian. Yeah, he might be from the uh Great Australian Bite State, who mm. and Bowl Spin, who maybe could have got a gig. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking about me, I assume, not yes. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't 39, I may. Mean, <laughs> uh, don't stop it. Aaron Stevens, mate. Don't worry about that. But um, that, yeah, Lloyd Pope uh, did come into rich vein of form towards the end of last season. Yeah, for him anyway. So maybe that's why he continued to get a gig, or or yeah. then signed him on like a ridiculous long deal or something. Possibly it's crazy. Well. He still got a gig. Like, well, what, they might have done one of those, like you know, what happened with Victoria and Alex Keith, where they got all a bit excited that you know another state was sniffing around, or in Victoria's case, yeah. AFL sniffing around. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they paid overs to a rookie on a three-year deal that just. Basically, was so good at cricket, he's now gone back to fucking playing AFL football. So Imagine, imagine Lloyd Pope's on 10 million over 10 years. <laughs> I'll be on shock, oh, mate. Yeah. I'd be shocked if he was on 10,000 over 10 years, the fucking way that play plays. <laughs> uh, maybe it will come good, who knows, but it yeah. doesn't look like it. Uh, I think that ship may have sailed for um, I was just—he's young, but he looks like he's fifty because he's fucking yeah. terrible. He'd be airline. only like twenty-two or something, not <laughs> yeah. even probably. Yeah. I think. Um. So yeah. So uh. So they've got a couple of blokes with Aussie contracts. Trav Head and Alex Carey are those two. But it's interesting that Tassie is the only state without anyone. So obviously Tim Payne fucked that up for them. But you would have thought like with you would have thought with the way they're going because they obviously like people like Finch in that white ball players get contracts as well. So it's a little bit surprising someone like a Ben McDermott hasn't got, or even, even Wade, he plays a lot of fucking white ball cricket for Australia. It's interesting. Or even a Riley Meredith, one of those blokes hasn't been thrown an Aussie contract instead of an Agar or instead of, you know, fucking someone like that. But mm. hey, it is what it is. So. Sure. Mm. Yeah. The whole contract thing is a bit funny these days. Previously that, you know, contract out 20 to 30 players. Yeah, Maybe well, that's that it. Much, but now it's much, much less. Mm-hmm. That's actually on a contract, you know, less than the 30 people that would probably mm-hmm. play throughout all formats of the game. Yeah. Bloody um, ferocious line of insight from Ross at the minute. Yeah, he's just dominating. Yeah. So. I can't but, shut the can up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so speaking of contracts, uh, there's been another um, very big, 
uh, slice of contract news happened in the last few days. And that is the word out of Brisbane that uh, former Brisbane Heat captain Chris Lynn has not had his contract renewed by the Brisbane Heat. So he's a free agent to be signed by someone else. Um, so in the words of the journalist at the Crusty the Clown conference, um, press conference on the Simpsons, why now, why not five years ago? But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, but the big light bulb, Christopher Lynn has, had his, has not been renewed. Like, even with the poor form he was in, I did not think the Brisbane Heat would have the fucking balls to do it. So kudos to them. But it's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see if he gets a beanie's bonnet and goes somewhere else and fucking actually fires up this year. So I think one of the shit teams will take him. Like the Renegades would be sniffing around. Oh, they'd yeah. have yeah. and not. Whoever's at the Renegade should be fucking having a good out look at him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he'll go to any one of the other teams. Everyone will want him. That's... Like, because, okay, he's probably, you might want too much, but if you can get him in at a reasonable price, he's a, he's a fair gamble. Because, or even if you're like one of the, say you're a sixes or someone, mm-hmm. like, and you can slot him into your side and you've got the batting around him to cover if he fucked up. But if he goes well, like, mm-hmm. that's a that's a big help for you defending or regaining or whatever with your title. So, yeah, just box off, she'll get your money back yeah. for the bums on seats, you'd think. And yeah, well, that's well, exactly then- right. You got to look at the stars and the gates and the teams who are going to have people away on Australian duties. They'd be stupid not to go after him. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I like the Renegades. In my point, like I know we're Renegades fans, but it's, it's a very Renegades move to sign him. Mm. Like it reeks of something that the Renegades would do. Yeah. So, in my mind, for that reason alone, that why I think they're the front runners, just because it reeks, because they would pay overs to say we've got Chris Lynn. Yeah. As would the stars. So I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up in Melbourne. I think it's got Melbourne written all over it. Yeah. But we'll wait and see. So it's a, it's a very interesting one. Like he's um, dominated the BBL, though, really over oh, the He's been the most sort of... What's he got? Like? He's got, like, the most sixes. And he's, like, yeah. on the same amount of games as, like, Finchie or whoever's second. Yeah. Got like, 50 more sixes than him. Hugely like, entertaining cricketer. Oh, for what T20 is, like you said, he's box office. Like, yeah. he's... Like he's the type of person that would make someone go, you know what? Marvel Stadium is a bugger to go to, but you never know what he's going to do. So I might go fucking watch the Renegade. Yeah, and like you said, like, being sacked, he'll want to come back and smash a few runs around. So yeah, so it's well for the comp. Yeah, it's not a bad time to get a bloke like that who's got a bit of a wounded pride. Yeah. So yeah. Um, speaking of folks who played for the Renegades, we've got a bit of domestic cricket governance news, which will break Ross's heart that he's had to step away for a little bit. He's not going to get a comment on this. But um, former Renegades keeper, uh, Graham Manu, has been appointed Oof. as Cricket Victoria's general manager of performance, I think. Oh, yeah. Title. So what that means for the great state of Victoria, I've got no fucking idea because I don't know what <laughs> the position entails. Um <laughs> All I know is that he's he's managed to keep Scotty Bowl and the goat in the system for the three days he's been there, so he's all right. My <laughs> he's doing a good job. As long as his appointment didn't make Scotty Bowl and leave, he's a fucking winner. In my book. Well, so, you, you, it's a good thing. Funny thing is, what is he? What are you actually doing that job? Don't know. Don't know. I assume it's he's. I assume it's a similar to like a um, head of a football department type role. So you're like. Overseeing the coaching staff, overseeing okay. how resources are used and all that. Yes, David. 
I'm just going to say with Graham, it's a bit strange because he was working for Cricket Australia as the, I had it here, the National Talent and Pathway Manager. Okay. Now he's gone back to state cricket. Obviously, there's been a bit of an earn in it for him to come back, but yeah, maybe play with the national body as opposed to the to one of the state ones. Well, that sounds yeah. like a bloke on a path to keep working his way up through the national system. Yeah, so, that, so that's interesting in itself. Well, it might uh, be like it's the, whatever the performance managers is seen as a highlight than a talent path. Maybe, yeah, so maybe, maybe maybe it's the next step in a mm. career or something. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got a better idea of what the talent pathway director or whatever would look yeah. after. But performance, I mean, like you're making sure that all the coaches are on the same page. Just or performance, you... he's looking after Alex. And yeah. how do you perform? By getting better. Exactly right. Okay. Just bashes the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> Getting better. Our Bible, get better. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. It must, it must be obvious to people in the, you know, industry or something what that means. But to me, I'm like, I don't know, like what it actually. Are you saying we're not in the industry? No, well, industry adjacent, I might say. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Uh, I mean, you guys have got an office, you know. Industry diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> industry parallel. Yeah. Never never once shall we meet industry. Never the twain shall meet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've got no idea. I'm guessing it's just running everything to do with that, yeah. that team. And the, and the article has no well. mention of what he's going to be overseeing. All it is, it's the same position that Sean Graff has been holding for the last three years. Oh, now I know exactly yeah, what it is. So, yeah, Graffy. Yeah, so old, uh, old Steffi, it's going to be doing the same job. Old Bar Graff. Yeah. We'll just look it up on LinkedIn later. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. Good. Yeah. Smart. Maybe we should have done that before but, the podcast. Um, no, it's not. Yeah. Nah. Good point. So I heard, I heard the original plan for Victoria was to get um, Adam Gilchrist, but then he wasn't available. So Graham Manu just stepped in <laughs> and took the job. So. Gilchrist was injured, so <laughs> Will Emery had already retired, so I had to get him. Uh, yeah. All righty, so uh, <laughs> we'll move on from there. We're going to talk. Let's keep talking about Australian cricketers. We're going to be talking about Australian cricketers. Um, Overseas, so we're gonna. Our next segment is Have Bat Will Travel, which, as we know, is our check in on Aussies playing abroad. So, we'll count up, we'll start off with a bit of counting dib one. We're gonna talk about my man Marcus Harris, who made another another ton against Ooh. Surrey, so he made 124. He was part of a 296 run stand with Chris Dent, so that partnership is the highest ever for any wicket. For Gloucester against Surrey, a oh, very fuck. specific stat, yeah. but still is still stat in itself. <laughs> That's a stat that everyone's eyebrows get raised. Then yeah. lowers back down. Then lowers that you put more and wow, more of it on really the low. end yeah. oh. on a day that was twenty five degrees. Centigrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what? So yeah. So he's still he's still on his bit of his purple patch, old Marcus. Uh, speaking of another bloke who's got a bit of purple patch, that's uh, Matty Renshaw. We made uh, 94 from 141 balls for Somerset against Gloucester. Uh, Renshaw now has got 333 runs at a little bit over 55. Uh, oh, that's a good going. So he's ticking away. Um, but this is another one. So this isn't um, necessarily Australians abroad, but this is a very interesting situation that happened. And Roscoe put me on this. So he shattered that he's not here to um, hear about it. But um, so Surrey has broken the world record for the highest inning score without a batter making a century. Right. So they made <laughs> nine six hundred and seventy-one declared against Kent. 
Right. So, uh, so that, so that also the county championship division one leaders also equaled the first class record seven for the number of players making half centuries without passing three figures in a <laughs> game. So to rattle off the blokes who, so we got Ollie Pope and uh, Ollie Pope made 96. Ryan Patel made 76. A night watchman, Jamie Overton, made 93 from 92 balls. He, he must hit <sighs> off, I reckon. Uh, yeah. And folks made 91. Sam Curran made 78. Jesus. Ross's man, which is why he's going to be shattered, he's not here to comment. Colin de Grandholm oh. made 66. Oh. And Jordan Clark made 54. So also in this game, not quite getting half century, but our man, the Australian fast, former Australian fast, South Australian fast bowler, DJ Dan Worrell made 44 for his newely adopted Surrey ah, side. He went over there. Yeah. yeah. Fill your boots. So fucking hell, Cashier. as they yeah. say. But yeah. So uh, from there, we'll talk a little bit of county um, Div 2. So... Um, as we know, most of the time in County Div 2, it's Glamorgan because that's where all the Aussies seem to be. So the old stage of Michael Hogan took four for 67 <laughs> for Glamorgan against Durham. Um, Big Dumb Paddo took four for 49 for Nottinghamshire against Middlesex. Paddo's four for included the wicket of Peter Hanscom for 48 as he chucked <laughs> one in and fucking took his front pad right fucking off. Gave him a um, nice little send-off too. He did too, yeah. Yeah. Did he? You just be uh, shaking your head as Peter Hanscom. Yeah, you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hanscom, the middle six skipper would also make seventy nine against Sussex and lead the missionary positions to victory in that game. <laughs> um, no, uh, more or less, the McNessa would get sixty two for Glamorgan against Durham. So I assume that's in the same game where Mick Hogan took four for sixty seven because they wouldn't play each other that closely together. Um, and in the IPL, uh, fuck the IPL. I didn't read any of it. I don't fucking care. Couldn't be bothered writing any of it down. Fuck the IPL. Fuck. Patter Patter Cummins come home. Oh, did he? I saw yeah. Hazelwood and Maxwell going all right. Then they weren't going all right. Like it's yeah, I know. Warner State shit loads. Yeah. Every the week Warner's... I look at it, one of our bowlers is either the best bowler in the world or got hit for like a record-breaking yeah. amount of runs. I think, yeah, I think like, yeah, there was one like, <laughs> like back-to-back games. Hazelwood had like the best figures like he's had. <laughs> got carded for the most runs of anyone or something. Like, the, old, yeah. the old Mick Lewis method. Yeah, it is. It is a fucking unforgiving competition yeah. slash slash format fucking old T20, but the IPL seems to be even more unforgiving than most. Hmm. Um, have you seen the footage during the rounds of the new young Sri Lankan bowler? Yeah, the slinger. Oh, it's... I don't know. Like, I think... I think it's, it's I don't sus. Touching going, I think this is worse. Yeah. But I reckon it's sus. It's oh, super really? fucking sus. Yeah. yeah. Is it Malinga-like or... Or lower. Oh, no. It's lower. Like, I... I hmm. Like... I believe that he releases the ball below the shoulder, which is meant to be a league. Yeah. Not and a WG Grace's time, though. But, but um, yeah, like it's it's very, <laughs> very sus. Like, his very first ball that he ever bowled in IPL, he just, like, fucking... Was it It was either a Yorker that... I can't remember. Yeah, LB, yeah, LB, yeah, LBW. Bowling. LBW. LBW, yeah. So, just fucking got him on the crease, bang, right in front. Like, it was plumb as fuck. I just don't know how league delivery was. I read a lot of comments on... Twitter about people talking about how it was legal. So I know I know society's like really woke now. We can't really say anyone's doing a bad thing. But I'm sorry, that would look fucked. 
and, you, and <sighs> it's going to take a lot to convince me that it's not fucked. I don't care what Like his arm, like I might be wrong, but what like make it eye look like his arm was below his shoulder. I've always been taught your arm's got to be. Yeah, I think your release point's got to be. Don't worry about your 15 degrees. Don't worry about your bent elbow. I'm talking about your release point. That's why. Yeah, I I think it has to be. I never thought it was a chucker because of his elbow or anything like that. I thought he was always he was suspect because his release point was fucking suspect. Hmm. And he did look like he fucking just threw the fuck out of him. (laughs) But yeah, this guy looks real sus. So if you get a chance, have a look um, at the video. We might even share it on our um, Facebook page. You can put your comments in there. I think he's a cheat, but hey. What are you going to do? That's yeah, cool. the IPL. Everyone's yeah. cheap. So. You're entitled to your opinion, Mick, yeah. and I wish you all the best with that opinion. Oh, mate. Like, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Exactly. Um, all righty. So that is what I've got for my prepared statements. Does anyone else have anything to talk about? Yes, David. <laughs> I've got something, and I'm really disappointed in Alex for not bringing this up earlier. Fucking oh, um, Alex. Given Sorry. that he's, he's our female cricket correspondent from way back. But... Um, with the splitting of the test coaching and the white ball coaching from the England side of things, uh-huh. Matthew Mott is the front runner to take on the white ball coaching. Oh, well, way. Yeah. Really? So it was either him or Paul Collingwood, and the reports are that he's just edged in front of Paul Collingwood to take over the white Shit. ball. Shit. I didn't know anything the- about that. Were they impressed by the concussion he gave Meg Lanning and go, that's what we need? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> They were really happy with his approach and his reputation. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't even have to interview. So, no. such as his reputation, don't have to interview. It's not important. No. <laughs> no. Interviewing's not important. Just, you know, the vibe of what you are like when I talk to you. And the fact that I know you've done all right in some form of cricket yep. somewhere is enough. So the only knock, only knock on him is he didn't average at least 35. So <laughs> he might struggle. Yeah. Not legend status. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's and there's a nice little um wrap up with the Andrew Simons thing, because he and Andrew Simons put on I think it was like 380 in an 19s game once. In, oh wow. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. All right. I'll see if I can find the exact figure, but it was big apparently. Yeah, that's good going, isn't it? Roy must have been like a beast in like um, Unders cricket, like age group cricket, yeah, because he's yeah. he's always been a big lad, so he must have been an absolute fucking nightmare to bowl to. Had to have been, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I yeah. can't find it, but it's massive. Yeah. Oh well, that's one for you out there in cricket land. Get on cricket info and find it if you get a chance, and do yourself a favour and remember when Matthew Mott was actually doing other stuff. <laughs> before uh, before he before he lowered himself to go be part of fucking English cricket, but um, <laughs> alrighty, I think that's that's about it for this episode. Do we have any listener feedback from anyone? No, no, no I haven't got, I haven't got any either. No, um, haven't yeah. been stopped recently. Uh, no, which is pretty. I was wary. listening. I was listening to the podcast um, in the car. And I did have the bloke in the car with me say how fucking good the host is. I tend to agree with him because I drive by myself a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> you just move the rearview mirror to like look at yourself. Yeah, in the fuck you're good, mate. Like, <laughs> I know, buddy. Uh, all righty. So that's it. Us done. So um, once again, uh, if you want some socks, hit up Frederick Harold's sock. You miss Mother's Day. He's just fucking useless out there in podcast land. So the next one on the agenda is uh, Queen's birthday. So... Um, <laughs> Get yourself some, uh, get your, get your mum some socks so she can wear them while she watches the big freeze as Collingwood take on Melbourne at Queen's birthday. 
Well, wee bull. So you've got the number there, mate, have you? 446 run partnership. Andrew Thomas, Matthew Mott in the under 19s. Well, wee. Pretty they fun. must have they both made doubles or someone make a I would have had to have. I haven't got the yeah, scorecard. I've that's just got all right. Well, that is fucking massive, but 446. Jesus. Jesus. Um, yeah, so get yourself some socks. I'll um I'll plant a tree out in Donald somewhere because you know the cows need shade in Donald. It's fucking Lord hot knows out. they need trees in Donald. It is yeah. fucking hot in Donald. And the last thing the cows need is not any shade. So fucking help <laughs> them out. Um, uh, yeah, that'll do us for now. So uh Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, Ross. See you, Ross. No final thought from him this time. It's a bit mm. weird. Yeah, it's Worrying disappointing, thing. isn't it? Very it's, like not, it's like he's not even there. He's just ignoring us. I wish him all the best with whatever he's doing right now in our fucking podcast, though. 